You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 24, My Worst Audition and How I Learned From It. Let's get started. you guys how's it going my name is maggie barra and welcome to the actor aesthetic podcast if this is your first time listening then hey what's up thanks for joining us the actor aesthetic podcast is produced every monday for your enjoyment and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast you can also follow me on instagram at actor aesthetic and on facebook all links are in the show notes now let's get on to the show Now, before I tell you about this nightmare of an audition, which don't worry, we're going to get to it and I'm going to give you the details. I would love for you, if you haven't already, to go ahead and rate and review the podcast on whatever app you listen to. I know a lot of you guys listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, some of you on Spotify and Stitcher and Google Play Music. Regardless of where you're listening to me today, go ahead and leave me a review. It helps me so much and it helps me continue to make these podcasts for you guys. That being said, I thought I would share this story with you today because I get a lot of requests to talk about personal experiences, what my day-to-day life is in New York City, what my audition schedule is like, how I personally find auditions and how I schedule them, how I got my equity card, how I make money on the side when I'm not performing, but I often get requests about specifically audition fails and how I navigate them. And if you're a friend of mine or you follow me on social media, you know I go to a lot of auditions because that's half the battle, right, as an actor, especially in New York City. And with the amount of auditions that happen in New York City and the amount of auditions I actually go to per year... There are plenty of opportunities to make some mistakes here and there. And I'm sharing this story with you because I want you to know, as an actor, it's okay not to be perfect, and it's also possible to pick yourself up and learn from your mistakes because that is the only way we are going to grow. Now, don't get too excited because I'm not going to share the names of the casting directors that I was in for or the specific project that I went in for for this, but you can get my drift. So I graduated from Texas State University with a BFA in musical theater in 2017, in May of 2017. Shortly after that, I performed in The World According to Snoopy at Tut's Theater Under the Stars, and then I came back home and started auditioning a lot. I was not yet a member of Equity. I was still an EMC, um, an Equity Membership Candidate, so I was trying to get seen at auditions, specifically at Equity Auditions, and getting seen at them every now and then. Sometimes the creative team would elect not to see non-union actors. 
and occasionally they would. So I couldn't bank on getting seen at equity auditions, and even though I was freelancing with an agency, I still didn't want to bank on solely going to auditions my agents got me as well. So I self-submitted. I sent out my headshot and resume to different casting directors. I, I was constantly sifting through job boards like Backstage and Playbill and Broadway World. I had a profile on Actors Access, so I was submitting myself through there. And I was emailing and mailing my headshot and resume for specific productions that were looking for actors. I got an appointment myself through a self-submission for a project that I didn't know too much about previously. It was a new production with a bunch of music in it from the 70s and 80s, music that was off the radio. I did a lot of research of this newish musical. I saw a lot of YouTube clips online, and I also watched the movie that coincided with this new musical. But I was given a lot of sides, a lot of pages of dialogue to learn, as well as some new music that I had never heard before. So in preparation for the audition, I chose an outfit that I thought would be good. I learned the material on my own. They sent me, along with the song, they sent an accompaniment track so I could learn it on my own. And basically, when the day of the audition came, I thought I was prepared. I love when auditions are earlier in the morning because I can get them over with earlier in the morning and I can feel accomplished about them and I don't let my nerves build up throughout the day. But this audition was scheduled later in the afternoon, like three o'clock-ish, so I really couldn't move it any earlier. At this point in my life, my dad worked in the city, in New York City, and he drove in and out every morning. And we would leave at like six o'clock in the morning to get to the city because of the nasty traffic commuting in and out of New York City from New Jersey. So we would beat the traffic, we would get in, but we would get in at like 7.15-ish every morning. And here's where problem number one came in. Instead of giving myself things to do that morning that were going to keep my mind off the audition, I stressed about the audition for hours up until the actual scheduled time of the audition. I stared at the sides and tried to have them completely memorized. I listened to the song over and over and over and over again. I kept singing it in my head. I kept singing it out loud. I kept planning what I was going to do. And by the time the actual audition came around, I had let myself become so physically obsessed, sick, nervous about this one little audition. I don't tend to be nervous about auditions where I can bring in my own material. My nerves stem from auditions where I have to perform specific material that was requested of me from the actual show that I'm auditioning for. So I understood why I was so nervous but I had put so much pressure on myself to be perfect. 
The audition was held at a studio that I wasn't terribly familiar with. The last time I went to the studio, I was probably like 16 or 17 before I went to college and I was still auditioning with a different agency. So already I felt a little bit out of my comfort zone because I didn't know the studios that well. And I even got there really early, like at least an hour and a half, two hours early. Again, because I was stressing so much about the audition that I figured if I just get there early, I can get this over with. I did have to wait a little bit because the problem is, even if a company or a casting director is having auditions the entire day, you don't want to get there too early, especially if they have a lot of people that they have to get through and they have a short amount of time to do so. You don't know when they're having their lunch break or how many actors they are auditioning throughout the day or how long they are spending with each actor in the actual audition room. So I did have to wait a little bit, which again caused me to become even more nervous. That was problem number two. I got there way too early. Problem number three is that I didn't have too much experience auditioning quite yet around this time. So every audition seemed really, really important to me. Whereas now I go on so many auditions that I am able to go into the room, sing my song, do my monologue or read some sides, leave, journal about it, and then let it go. But at that time, any audition I went to, and especially any appointment I got, either through my agent or a self-submission, was extremely, extremely important. It was almost like a do-or-die situation. I had to be perfect. I had to get a callback or get the job to prove to myself, my family, my agents, that I was worthy of being in this business. So when... The casting director finally came out and invited me into the room. I had planned out everything that was going to happen. I was going to be asked to sing a song from my book, and then the casting director was going to have me sing the song that was required of me, and then I was going to read the sides with a reader that was going to also be in the room. And in my mind, the reader was going to be placed on the right-hand side of the casting director. Why I planned that out in my mind is anyone's guess. Why I was even so specific about what I thought the room was going to look like when I walked in there was ridiculous. Because I went in and I had my song from my book ready to go and the casting director said, I don't need to hear a song from your book. I would like to just hear the material. My brain was so muddy that when the piano player started playing, I completely blanked on all of the opening lyrics. So the pianist patiently started over, and I began again and once again fumbled over the lyrics. I knew the melody really well, but at this point I was just making up gibberish to make the sounds sound like I actually was singing the correct lyrics, but I could not think of them. Already off to a bad start and already really frustrated with myself because that whole morning I was prepping for this one audition. 
Then the casting director asked me to read the sides, which I was even surprised he had me read them because I wanted to run out of the room and cry. But there was no reader in the room. In fact, the casting director was acting as the reader for the time being. So I had to read the dialogue with him and that added some more nerves. Because I wasn't expecting it, I had planned out the whole situation of what was going to go down in the audition room, and that was nowhere near what I thought it was going to be. Even though I've been told for as long as I can remember to always have the sides in your hand when you're doing the dialogue portion of the audition, even if you're completely memorized, I didn't do that. I left the sides on the piano and just ran right into the scene. That was problem number four. Always hold the sides in your hands, even if you are memorized. It's still an audition. A callback might be a different situation, especially if you've been called back a couple of times. But for the sake of an initial audition, just have the sides in your hand, even if you never look at them. Of course... I had to stop and start over, and I meekly walked over to the piano and grabbed the sides. And from then on, I was so buried in the sides that it was it just felt like a wasted audition at that point. And the craziest thing was the casting director could have just had me sing, and after that experience could have just said, okay, great, that's all we need to see. Or he could have even had me sing and then afterwards had me read the one scene and then called it a day. But he had me do all of the material that was requested of me. Regardless, I walked out of that audition feeling completely defeated. And I beat myself up about it for a really long time. Because this was a well-known agency, still is, and I thought, I'm never going to get called in by them ever again. Why would they ever want to work with me? After I just showed them such a lack of professionalism. It took me a while to realize a couple of things. Number one is do the work beforehand as early as you can and don't worry about it the morning of. In my mind, that ended up working for me a lot better by not stressing about the audition so much the morning of and going over the material constantly the morning of. Because that's like studying for a test and then cramming as much information as possible the morning of and completely forgetting everything that you learned while taking the test because you're dealing with information overload. Number two for me is that I figured out getting there too early did not do any service to me. I still like to get to auditions early, but if I don't have to get there an hour and a half, two hours early, I'm not going to. Because I know from my own experience that if I get there way too early and I can't get seen until my actual appointment time slot, I am going to be a nervous wreck. Or subconsciously, I'm just going to have a lot of physical tension that builds up by just sitting there and waiting. Number three, I realized I had to cut myself some slack because I didn't have a lot of experience auditioning yet. I feel like I'm in a very different place now than I was right out of college because the more auditions you go on, the better the muscle of auditioning gets. 
And I had been in the city before I went to college, and I went on a bunch of professional auditions. But when you step away from them for a couple of years, and or even a couple of months when you're maybe off on a contract and you come back to a city to restart auditioning, it's a muscle that you have to get used to again. Number four is that from this audition, I learned I needed to find things that were going to distract me from stressful auditions that have nothing to do with the audition or research or material from the audition. So I started watching YouTube videos and listening to playlists that I created for myself, listening to my favorite artists, writing, reading, using different creative outlets that were going to distract me from a literal five-minute audition. Number five, I cannot stress enough, is that even if you think you are so memorized and so off book with your sides, have them in your hand just in case. Casting directors urge this a lot because imagine how uncomfortable it makes them if you go up on a side and you can't remember what comes next. They don't know what to do. They're taking notes on you. And if you go up on a line and you literally stop and freeze and can't remember what happens next and you don't have the sides in your hands to look, it's really, really uncomfortable to watch. And the last thing that I think is worth mentioning is I learned that anything can happen in the audition room. As much as you prepare for it, you never quite know what they're going to ask you to do or sing or read. After that experience, I went to a bunch of auditions that asked me to do one thing and then the creative team asked me to do something else like a monologue of my own or a song that wasn't in the style at all but it had maybe something to do with another character that's in the show. Anything can happen in the audition room. So instead of trying to plan every single step of the process out, I learned to just walk into the audition room with a positive attitude and my material prepped and ready to go and ready for anything. I found that my best auditions came from doing the prep beforehand and going into the audition room and having an open mind about what was going to happen. Sometimes you'll read a scene and then the actor will ask you to do something completely different than what you had originally intended. And for me, when I am familiar enough with the material that I can take direction, I feel the most fulfilled as an actor. Whether or not I fit the creative team's vision is not my concern. Because I can't control what they think or what they want or what they've seen before or after me. So you've heard my story. I would love to hear from you. I would love to feature your stories, your audition fails, and how you learned from them on an upcoming podcast. So if you have a story you would like to share... Email it to me at maggie at actoraesthetic.com or just shoot me a DM at actoraesthetic. And I'm going to keep all of the stories completely anonymous. But I think generally by sharing our stories, it's going to feel more like a community and less like everyone is out to get each other because no one is perfect and no one is going to have a perfect audition every single day. It's impossible. We're human. 
So with that, we're going to conclude episode 24 of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. Again, if you enjoyed this, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or any app that you are listening to podcasts on. If you feel so inclined, give me a shout out on Instagram. I love seeing that you're listening to the podcast. You can just screenshot the podcast and share it to your story and tag Actor Aesthetic. For further inquiries, email me at maggie at actor aesthetic or shoot me a DM on Instagram at actor aesthetic. It takes a village, y'all. I will see you next week. Bye.